welcome today's, to today's episode of Lone Stars Lending Leaders. I'm Elena Gardner, and our guest today um, is Stacy Ryle. She is a first-time homebuyer specialist and referral agent. Um, I've known Stacy for a really long time. Uh, we used to be accountability partners when I was back in the hospitality industry. Um, so I'm so excited to have you on now that I'm in the mortgage industry. So thank you, Stacy, for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so you do a lot of work um, educating educating first time home buyers, which is something you know we're really passionate about at Lodestar. Um, and it's a complicated process. So what drew you um, really to first time home buyers and providing that education and, and uh, training for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have always really, really enjoyed working with first-time homebuyers. Um, in the real estate industry, we are actually trained to focus on listings and to to gear to cater our marketing to sellers because sellers are a lot less time-consuming to work with um, than than buyers. But right away after you know helping, I would say three or four first-time homebuyers, I was like this is where I want to be. Like, this is what I'm most passionate about. And I'm just going to ignore all of my training. Um, But (laughs) we're also trained at least where the brokerage where I started at as a realtor to always add value. Um, And so that was just where I've always come from. And I, when I was a new agent, I was kind of running out of ideas to generate business and it was getting a little slow. And so I just thought of this idea, like, oh, what if I host homebuyer classes and like I do first time homebuyer workshops? That might be good. And then I started hosting them and I realized like, no, people really want information and clarity and transparency um, more than, you know, I if I had given them like a little a little penny, you know, they wanted hundreds of dollars of information. Like they're just like, I want more. I want more. Like I want to know. And that's why Zillow has been so successful is because people want information um, and they want to feel like they know what they're doing. I feel like, especially our generation, like the millennials um, and the people who are coming into home buying age, like they will research like just so much before they make any decision. And so I just started giving more and giving more and giving more. And and that's what people want. Even now I'm still like, but what information am I missing? Like what do people still need to know? And that's just how it, I've always done things. Um, Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you kind of taken that as a realtor tool. um, And then you moved and you got your, uh, lending license. Uh, so mm-hmm. you were an LO for a brief period and you've kind of created yourself in this really cool spot. I think in the industry, um, connecting first time home buyers with agents, with LOs, um, uh, and you have a really interesting focus on lending as well. Um, do you mind talking a little bit about, you know, your personal feelings on large lenders versus small lenders and just kind of the benefits to, to both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like I talk about this, like, once a day to my clients. <laughs> it's a hot topic. I mean, I think the benefit of having, it doesn't necessarily need to be someone like a big bank versus a small bank, but someone who has a local reputation, like for example, someone guaranteed rate, they are a national company, but 
location wise, they have a reputation as almost like a local lender. So not necessarily big or small, but it's the reputation in that specific area um, is really who realtors are going to refer their clients to. Um, and it's who realtors are going to recommend to their sellers that where they should accept their offers and what banks they should work with because they have that reputation. Um, so I think that's really the biggest benefit. I would say, I guess on the consumer side, maybe if you're like working with like a small retail shop or something that and you don't have as many options. Like I know some companies don't have some of the smaller like grants and programs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that some of the bigger banks can offer. No, and that's, I think, really important. And I think so many lenders are looking at their marketing strategy and their strategy as they, you know, branch out into new markets. And I think having that local president presence and that um, connection is something a lot of them are focusing on. And it's definitely becoming a lot harder. Um, something we hear a lot from our lenders is we just don't know how to market to realtors anymore. We can't show up with a box of donuts on a Tuesday morning because no one's in the office. Um, so we've seen, you know, something we work on at Lowstar is those, you know, technologies and those connections that you can make, um, providing tools, um, is I think kind of the way we're seeing going forward to make those connections and establish relationships. Um, have you seen that happen and what tools do you think are most useful for both realtors and loan officers to have at their fingertips? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny because I started my LO career like in the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then when things started to open, I was like, wait, I need to see people. I need to meet these agents in person. It was so different. Um, but yeah, I think on like the the agent side, you guys talking about closing costs, like that's a huge thing because it, it is hard to get like the accurate numbers. I think that's really, really helpful. But to be honest, a lot of the times when loan officers would like, you know, say like, Hey, I got your marketing for you. I got your, you know, some flyers for you. I was like, I can, I can usually like get that anywhere. And I think also it depends on where the agent is based out of, because, um, you know, I'm with compass and they literally, they have a marketing team that they will do everything for us. And they have, you know, all of this stuff, in their app that I really, I don't need any, anything else, but if somebody is with a smaller broker, then they might not have those tools, but really people just like want to know how you can help them grow their business, which, you know, I use, like, I would coach people on Instagram. Like, so like what I had to offer was the information on that, um, just stuff like that. Um, to actually like help them. I think at the end of the day, everybody just wants help growing their business and like getting more clients. So if you can do that somehow, that can be huge. Tools and training, I think are definitely going to be a big thing going forward is, you know, when so much of these, so many of these tools can be provided by brokerages, it's going to be interesting to see how lenders are able to make that connection and, you know, and have all that happen. Um, you know, since you are kind of in a unique situation where you're not necessarily dealing with the same issues that an LO or real estate agent would be dealing with every day, what does, what's your biggest challenge on a day-to-day basis? And what does a day-to-day look like for you as kind of this uh, influencer referral agent? (laughs) Yeah. Well, right now this, the past couple weeks have been kind of different because I'm going on vacation for two weeks. So I need to batch all of my content. So I've been spending around like 
half of my day from like eight to noon, just creating content. Um, but that's kind of unique. I, that's not a normal week. So, but normally I'll do like my, you know, like brainstorming or business planning or content planning in the morning. And then I'll usually do like an hour or two of recording. And then in the afternoon and into the evenings, I have um, usually meetings with um, people who are looking for an agent where I spend that time just looking for the agents to refer people to. Um, I feel like I'm missing a part of your question. Can you remind me? <laughs> Oh, what would you say the most challenging moment? Oh, in all yeah, of that the most challenging is. part. Oh, it's really like thinking of what people want. I feel like mm-hmm. for the past two years, I've been like drilling into people's heads, like you don't need twenty percent down, and I've probably said that a hundred times in the past year. And I'm like, okay, I think people get this. What can I like? What other information do they need? So it's just thinking, like I said, like of like what do people need? Like, what am I missing? What are they wondering? What do they not know, but they don't even know that they don't know and stuff like that. Like just giving them more information and more tools to, to be homeowners. Um, I think it's a really intimidating process for so many people and it can be very frustrating. We've had home buyers on here um, early on where we did a first time home buyer series. And it was definitely something that, you know, we had someone on and he's like, I just had a terrible time. I don't want to go buy another house. Um, and I think as, you know, mortgage professionals and real estate agents, we can definitely do a lot to make that more clear, more transparent. And a lot of it is digitizing the process too. Like no one needs to be filling out forms for days and days and days nowadays, like, mm-hmm. uh, automating the process is so important. Um, so what do you think that the mortgage and real estate industry does well to guide first-time home buyers through the process right now and how can you see that they could do better yeah I think you know everyone in our industry is a little bit different but for Mm -hmm. them like the good agents the good LOs are really good throughout the process um there are some amazing realtors and loan officers who can just like make a first-time homebuyer feel so confident and comfortable and make the process so, so easy to them and then do a great job of following up with them after the process. But I think, and this is, you know, why I have the marketing that I do, why I think it's why I've been so successful is because nobody else is doing this. People forget the the pre-home buying part. It's that, you know, I just renewed my lease and I know that I don't want to renew it again. So what can I do in the next year to prepare for homeownership or the, when they're six months out, a lot of both realtors and loan officers won't talk to people until they're pre-approved and ready to start looking at houses. So I think it's, we need to help educate people in, in that like pre-stage and be willing to help them, even though you might not get paid for it the next year. But I think that's when people are looking for the most information and when they can prepare the most in that phase and make our jobs easier down the line because they knew what they were doing a little bit more. I think um, a lot of people, and it's hard to kind of develop that pipeline when you feel like you already have so many people coming in that are ready to buy, but you have to look at what your pipeline looks like a year out or two years out. Where, where is that next year of business coming from when the purchase market slows down or when the refi market slows down, right? If you do the work now, you all of a sudden have a pipeline and you've created also that loyalty as an LO or something like that, because unfortunately we are in a you know, situation right now where people are laying off LOs, you know, we, we all saw better. We've seen some other major companies do that. 
So having that loyalty with your clients, I think sometimes they they won't all follow you, right? It's just, it's never going to happen. But if you have a personal relationship, you stand a better chance of keeping those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this business can be so up and down. And I just remember when I was a new agent, I was like, I just want consistency. Like I don't want to have like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar month and then three zero dollar months. Like, how can I make them all, you know, kind of equal? And mm-hmm. I think it can be like give us a lot of anxiety to not know how much money we're gonna make. But having that pipeline, like that is how you do it. When you, you know, I can look at my pipeline and know a pretty good idea of how much money I'm going to make next year. And I think I would almost rather that than have like a bunch of clients under contract because it's like, yes, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's knowing that your next year's income is there, especially, mm-hmm. you know, in such a crazy, unpredictable market. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I think we should dive a little bit into the back end of social media and, you know, how you got started for those LOs, you know, there's a lot of talk right now, specifically, I was at a conference yesterday for, specifically for realtors Um, and there was a gentleman who was starting Facebook groups for individual towns for selling houses and stuff like that, um, because, you know, Google loves Facebook groups and all of that fun stuff. How would you recommend realtors get out to people on social media? Is it something like a Facebook group? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? You know, where have you seen success? Um, and where do you think people can grow? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think TikTok is huge right now. Um, depending on, I think, first of all, your first question needs to be what type of clients do I want to work with? Like what Mm -hmm. age group, you know, do you want to work with first time home buyers or do you want to work with move up buyers? And then that will kind of dictate what platform you're on. TikTok, I think I have not looked this up, but I feel like it's like a little bit of like maybe baby boomers, but also like younger college people. I don't like, are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Um, So I haven't been able to figure out I think honestly, TikTok is very social media inclined in any age group, right? And that age group, you will end up where you are supposed to be, I think, on TikTok because the algorithm is so precise. I don't know what witchcraft they used when they built that algorithm, but they did something. Um, Like TikTok, I think, knows more about me than I know about me. (laughs) That's awesome. So maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe TikTok is, is for everyone, but you know, just kind of like cater it to like what types of client you want to work with. And mm-hmm. then really like at the end of the day, the platform that you're going to work is the platform that will be successful for you. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, I know that we met, did we meet? No, you're in, we, met, we, we met at a YPC event. Right. Right. <laughs> we met at a Chamber of Commerce event. I am in ladies of Philly. Yeah. Um, so I started like a pretty large Facebook group and I, you know, got a couple of clients from it, but to be honest, I didn't work it as much as I could have. Whereas Instagram I have worked on and stayed consistent with every single day for the past three, four years. So it's going to be like what, what you are going to actually do and what you're going to show up for every day. So that's the platform that works. Um, again, like YouTube, I know some people have done like amazingly well with YouTube if you stick with it. So I think that I think that's a really good point is the platform that 
you consistently post on and you feel the most comfortable on is the platform that you're going to be most successful mm-hmm. with. I know something that I personally struggle with is I've always struggled post. I love scrolling through Instagram. I'm not a consistent poster. I tell myself all the time, I was like, you're a social media person. You should be better at this. But then, you know, LinkedIn for some reason is just seems to be the place that I consistently post. I don't struggle with putting things together. Um, and I feel like I've done pretty well on there. Um, and I struggle with a lot of my other social media platforms. So I do think it really is more about, you know, where are you excited to log into? What content are you excited to make? Because otherwise you are going to burn out too. And that, I think that's important to realize is creating content is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I tried TikTok, man. I really tried, but I was like, I just, I hate TikTok. Like it is not fun for me. It's just stressful. And then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to do it. So just, and focusing I mean, on one thing too, I think really helps. Yeah. I think that's, that's a very fair assessment. Awesome. And then the one thing we always love to ask uh, our guests as we wrap up is uh, what's the one thing that makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning? Mm-hmm. Oh, the one thing I feel like I, there's like a lot, a, there's a lot of mistrust in our industry, um, especially of realtors. And there is just a lot of confusion, like we said. And I feel like every day when I'm like, oh, I don't feel like this. And I'm like, like, imagine like just the information that I'm giving out and like how much like confidence I give people. And that's like what really sounds really cheesy, but it's like, even if like somebody doesn't want to work with me or, you know, if they end up like taking my information and like going to work with someone else, that's fine. Because if I give them the tools to make like homeownership possible, then that's kind of cool. No, it is cool. It's not cheesy. It's cool. (laughs) We're all a little bit nerdy for what we're passionate about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, where can people find you um, online? Yeah. Well, the best place is really Instagram. So I'm at I am Stacy Ryle. And I assume you'll put my name in the, the notes so they know how yeah. to spell it. Correctly. That's my Instagram. Yes. That's the best place. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stacy, for joining me today um, and kind of taking a step and talking to industry professionals uh, about what you do. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren. Good to be here. My pleasure.